As a major research institution, Arizona State University offers the most online bachelor's degree programs, along with world-class faculty and dedicated support. Discover why ASU is ranked number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Tap to learn more. Welcome to Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, In Sung Kim. Sponsored by Hope in Mission, LLC. To connect with the show, go to insungkim.org. That's I-N-S-E-O-N-G-K-I-M dot O-R-G. Or listen to Insung on oneplace.com. And now it's time for Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, Insung Kim. Hello, this is Insung Kim from Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. And there are so much Uh, happening all over the world in also U.S. And we have a very special guest, Dr. Donald Sweetings with us. And after serving as a Colorado Christian University president from 2016 to 2022, Dr. Donald Sweetings was appointed by Board of Trustee as a Chancellor of the University. And he is noted as educator, minister and author, and Dr. Sweating uh, is graduate from Moody Bible Institute, where he majored in the Bible theology. Thank you so much for being with us today. Great to be with you, Song. Yes. And uh, please share uh, with us about uh, your opinion on the Fox News uh, regarding this, uh, the Israel and Hamas war. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I've I've written in quite a number of pieces for Fox. So, um, you know, we are a university. So uh, on October 8th, we started speaking out uh, on behalf of Israel and against uh, the rise of anti-Semitism all around the world, mm-hmm. and especially on college campuses. And uh, we spoke against it because, well, first of all, what was happening was absolutely horrendous. Mm-hmm. Uh in Israel, and I knew that this went way beyond a little incident. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we felt a moral compulsion to speak out. We're also very sympathetic with Israel because we're we're Christians and we have so much of a of a debt to the Jews. But you know, when we saw pictures and heard about you know, not just the the killing and slaughter of defenseless civilians, but also putting babies in ovens, beheading babies, ripping babies out of pregnant moms and stabbing them. I mean, this was just this was this was uh, horrific, barbaric, um, and it should have uh, brought forth the clear denunciation from from everybody, especially university presidents and chancellors and leaders. Um, but it didn't, and that's mm-hmm. a very serious thing. And instead, it, it, there was an eruption of anti-Semitism uh, around the world and on our campuses. Oh, yeah. And uh, so the main media is, they don't cover uh, that story that you just shared, right? Well, the mainstream media covers part of it. And I think early on they were, they were um, somewhat sympathetic, mm-hmm. um, but, um, but, but partial, you know. And as time went on, you know, I think the, the mainstream media uh, has – in many ways, turned against Israel, and um, uh, but it depends on the 
uh, on the uh, the news format, some are some are more sympathetic and and some are less so. But it seems like the more progressive uh, that it is, the less they're going to give this a fair shake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to address this is very carefully because there are real victims uh, who have nothing to do with the political conflict. At the same time, uh, we don't want to use this incident to divide uh, that our uh, country, because we all know that America is strong ally in Israel, and when we divide more in within us, it doesn't really help mm-hmm. us, right? And so, right. Um, yeah. And so, according to a Fox News that you just shared, pro-Hamas protest exposed a massive failure at the heart of American higher education. So, how did I mean? This seems like organized and rose suddenly altogether. So it's kind of strange to me. Yeah, it's strange to me too because uh, it. I mean, it, it arose around the world, mm-hmm. not just on college campuses, right? Mm-hmm. There were crowds. I remember one news program, and there were crowds in uh, Australia, one of its main cities, just chanting, gas the Jews, gas the Jews. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, here we are. It's 2023. It's mm-hmm. 78 years after the end of World War II, mm-hmm. and we've already forgotten, and, mm-hmm. and we're descending into this. <clears throat> and it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just that. Uh, it was, um, you know, you remember there was a storming of the airport in Russia by an enraged crowd mm-hmm. at, at, when a flight landed from Tel Aviv. There was a, there were mobs raiding hotels in parts of the northern Caucasus looking for Jews. There was there were attacks on synagogues in Germany. Uh, protesters in London, you know, calling for not just jihad but the elimination of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, even this past weekend. Uh, we're recording this before February, but this past weekend, you know, there were over 200 bomb threats uh, against Jewish institutions in the United States in one weekend. I mean, that's that's mm. extraordinary and deeply troubling. And and then what we saw in the universities was was uh, more disturbing because we saw, for example, at Harvard, the 30 student groups that were, you know, basically calling for the obliteration of Israel. Uh, from the river to the sea. And then the president of Harvard and some of these other schools, they wouldn't denounce the anti-Semitism. And as that story has played out, you know, the reason they wouldn't denounce it is because they're anti-Semitic. Uh, it's not free speech. It's uh, that they they uh, are against Israel. And there, there are reasons for that, which I think we'll get into later in your program. Mm. Yeah, we have to uh, kind of park on this that you can explain later. Uh, but to me, yeah. is um, this waves with the, during the COVID and all the prote- protests happening in America, that was kind of shocking event too, but it's very well organized. And now mm-hmm. that's gone. Uh, we don't talk about it anymore, but it was so destructive to our society. Right. And then it's happening another uh, wave of this movement in London, in Europe, in Australia. I'm just seeing this kind of pattern that those countries are ally of America in World War II. And it's majorly right. happening on those, specifically That's those right. areas, right? Well, I think a lot of that is because of... Uh, well, part of it is because of 
their very liberal immigration policies Mm -hmm. where they brought in uh, large numbers of people, Mm -hmm. many of them from the Middle East who happen to be Muslims and they happen to be, um, I mean, there's a a good number of radical Muslims. Mm -hmm. In the United States, we haven't had that as much because while we also have been uh, bringing in a lot of um, um, people from other countries, uh, you know, we can't control our border. It's intentional, I think, on the part of the um, Biden administration to just let this massive number flood in. But, you know, they are they are Hispanic uh, by and large, and they come from a nominally Catholic background. So it's a very different dynamic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in Europe, you have these massive crowds um, calling for the, uh, um, you know, from the river to the sea, let Palestine be free, mm-hmm. which is a call to eliminate Israel. And you see that in London. You see that in France. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that uh, in Germany. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now you see some pushback mm-hmm. <clears throat> taking place in Hungary and, and in the Netherlands, where I think there are many in Europe who are starting to wake up and realize they have a major immigration problem, mm-hmm. um, and it's changing the very nature of their society and their allegiances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the response of the American college universities campuses to the mass murder, burning, raping, and abducting of Israelis by Hamas has left many of us with uh, kind of burning questions how that's what you wrote in foxnews.com. Right. Yeah. Just please share with us about. Oh, oh <clears throat> that's that's quite a question. Uh, you know, how, how did this happen? How mm-hmm. did our universities get yeah. into the state that they're in? Mm-hmm. You know, why? Yeah. Um, you know, it, I think you have to back up and realize that there's been <clears throat> over many decades now a uh, um, uh, shifts taking place on the university campuses. Mm-hmm. They used to be very influenced by Christianity. That's no longer the case. So they've been influenced very much by a liberal, uh, sort of secular liberalism. Mm-hmm. But that in recent years has has uh, faded away as well. Um, and it's being replaced by uh, what I call a, uh, a, a variant of Marxism, a neo-Marxist thought, Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, is um, re- reveals itself, I think, in in a number of different things. It it, it takes Marxist theory and it updates it, mm. right? And then uh, it updates it, and instead of a so so when Marx um, wrote his Das Kapital and and the Communist Manifesto, <clears throat> he talked about the economic conflict between classes. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the proletariat. And the bourgeoisie mm-hmm. and the inevitable struggle. The neo-Marxists took this, and they said, "Well, you know that argument's not working very well, and it's not, it's not uh, catching on. Let's let's uh, tweak this and apply it to culture. And uh, instead of the proletariat and the bourgeoisie, we have the oppressed and the oppressor. And the oppressors are uh, generally those who are in control, and the the oppressed would include every minority that you can." You can think of, mm-hmm. and so so it's a different kind of conflict. Anyway, this uh, this plays itself out, and um, and it's it's further developed and applied with theories of critical theory and intersectionality and postcolonial theory 
These are all applications of it, mm-hmm. and eventually even DEI. And um, it has reshaped the environment of higher education, as well as a lot of corporate life in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what's fascinating is there was a Harris uh, poll that came out just a few weeks ago, and it said roughly half of Americans age 18 to 24 think that the attack by Hamas is justified. Roughly half of that number of 18 to 24-year-olds, mm-hmm. 67% of them regard the Jews as the oppressors. Mm-hmm. 60% said the attack was justified. 79% said they support the ideology of the white people as, a, as the oppressors. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, this is, this, we're, we're, we're living at a time where our universities are being reshaped by sort of an ideological monoculture, Mm-hmm. And, and it's showing itself up in the students who graduate uh, and in public life. Uh, universities are deeply influential. And it's not just the universities. It's seeped into the high schools as well. Um, so we're seeing the fruit of this. What, what takes place in the classroom, the university eventually is played out <clears throat> on the streets and in the corporate boardrooms. And uh, this, is, this is the way it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, this is not a one-night um just kind of uh, changes it's over a period of time um, right. I, yeah I came to America 1985 and I saw uh, the as an outsider looking in I saw the changes <clears throat> radically toward especially close yeah. to our time there was I mean even Carter time was a, is a pretty much democratic nation, I mean, the party. And there was an issue. The President Reagan warned many times about this communism issue. And then we yeah. thought, we thought that we we ended the Cold War, but evidently right. it's not. And so, well, Mike, we yeah, did. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, we did, we did end the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, Marxist ideas proved to be very... Um, ineffective and mm-hmm. brutal, mm-hmm. horrifically brutal. <clears throat> but then um, Marxism morphed. Um, so it used to be a Soviet external Marxism that was the challenge. Now it's an internal mm-hmm. Marxism that we've embraced in the academy. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, where, sorry, where are you from? South Korea. You said you came. South, South Korea, Korea. Okay. yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah, so you know, you've lived with the existential reality of a, you know, a Marxist country right, right over your border, threatening you. You yeah. know, Amer- Americans mm-hmm. are, are kind of naive because we've had this uh, luxury of living on a massive island in the middle of the ocean that's, you know, got the ocean to protect us. But uh, that that's uh, that's not uh, as protective as we thought. Yeah, time is changing, and I think sometimes. Uh... <clears throat> Affluence can make us very um, naive about the situation that we're in. There was, I mean, let me tell you, Korean War started on Sunday. That when everybody went home and went to church. So mm-hmm. think about that as as a as a nation. Always, uh, there shouldn't be a downtime. On as far as protecting right. the country, so my question is: It's just developing this. You know, for a person from the South Korea, it's very sensitive for me. 
that how mm-hmm. why I came and what I'm yeah. watching is a very sensitive touch topic. And I've been right. kind of preaching for this for years because I yeah. saw be- way beforehand. And um, right. now it's arrived, basically. And yeah. be- when I started begin to uh, talking about it, nobody really uh, responded to me. It's mm-hmm. like, um, you don't know about this America. And, uh, and yeah. we are safe. And uh, I just right. had that this kind of uh, kind of warning um, that mm-hmm. that it's happening, and now I see it in full spectrum. And I was <clears throat> surprised that uh, why uh, communism with a pro Palestine is together. That's that's really confusing me. Yeah, why why it's become so popular? Together? Why, no, I, I mean they're become... together. Oh, kind of. Um, yeah. In campus. Um, well, that, yeah. It's what's perplexing is why, why you have the radical Muslims mm-hmm. and the uh, and the you know uh, the uh, queers for Palestine, mm-hmm. you know, joining together. When if the queers for Palestine were to walk through uh, the Gaza Strip, they probably would not be welcome at all. Um, so you have this weird alliance of the American radical left. Mm-hmm. With uh, with uh, with a radical Islam, mm-hmm. and the radical left has embraced this Marxist theory, mm-hmm. uh, but um, uh, they, I think, they're just you know using the uh, the radical Muslims, or they're not. They're probably naive to real, not realizing uh, how much they would be opposed if they were living in a you know Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't. The they East. wouldn't have any freedom. Yeah, Middle yeah, East. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think we don't embrace. We don't know what we have. Basically, what is freedom? That what kind right. of freedom that we have it here? Unless we actually go through the oppression or control environment. Uh, right. Yeah. Even the young people pro Palestine, whatever pro communism. I don't think they <clears> know what actually is i mean as we know there's a tiktok is a major part of it uh this this yeah. propaganda so they don't know what they're they only see it as like injustice and they don't see the full right. picture and, and then top of that they we demolished the history so they don't know the history and they don't know the, yeah. what happened and so uh yeah. it, it just and so uh, you yeah. are so you're so right that that's exactly right mm-hmm. um they don't understand freedom. We don't understand. Mm-hmm. Freedom is a wonderful gift, mm-hmm. but freedom is not an absolute. And when you make it into an absolute, mm-hmm. uh, you distort it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the freedom that American society was born in was a freedom under God. Liberty was in the context of a God who is there, his moral law, mm-hmm. his creation. And when you take that away and you make freedom an absolute, mm-hmm. freedom becomes an idol, and mm-hmm. it can be very destructive. Um, and you're right. History. We don't. We're not teaching uh, history in the universities. Um, we so many schools. They don't. They don't insist on. Well, they won't. They won't teach Western civilization now. They mm-hmm. won't teach it. Mm-hmm. And now, our university is an exception. Colorado Christian University. We require every student <clears throat> to take a class in Western civilization, American history, American politics, as well as classes in, you know, Old Testament, New Testament, 
the, the Bible, basic theology. And we want them to be literate students who understand their world. But in the universities, so many of them, there's not a core curriculum. There's a hatred of Western civilization. Mm-hmm. They don't insist even that history majors take American history. And so you graduate class after class that have no sense of who we are. Mm-hmm. And they're naive to the, you know, the abuses, uh, the tyrannies of the past. They don't know anything about the gulag in the Soviet Union. They don't know about the Cultural Revolution in China. Mm-hmm. And they, they believe nonsense like the Holocaust never happened. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the fruit of a corrupt educational system. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've been sharing this thousand times about this. When Korea was occupied by Japan, the stage is that uh, they take our identity, uh, take, yeah. take out the language and identity <clears throat> and the culture and the history. They take it, rip all off to make Japanese. And mm-hmm. the, the process is the targeting male Korean. That's what happened in, yes. And, wow. yeah, the majority male military power, they targeted it mm-hmm. heavily. And, and, mm-hmm. and I see the pattern here. That's really uh, making me very sensitive. Yeah. yeah. By the way, my thir- I have th- four children, three boys and a girl. Mm-hmm. And my second son just married a lovely girl from Korea. Oh, wow. Um, and, um, and, and she's just, her name is Esther. And wow. uh, she, she and her family have been such a blessing to us. So we're, we're very grateful. Mm, yeah. And, yeah. I, I meet a second generation, Korean generation in America, too, that I see sometimes, huh. like, shocking that uh, we don't yeah. teach history and sense of identity. And um, that's kind of frustrating uh, to see that. So university is extremely important for the young people to have their uh, minds and hearts be formed, right? Right. Well, and, you know, teaching the basics of of American citizenship Mm -hmm. um, uh, as well as American history at the universities. Um, we've stopped. We stopped teaching that, and uh, it, it it's showing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. I think diversity is a good thing, mm-hmm. but when you make diversity an absolute, that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then then things get crazy. So, I'm I've been leading a university, not a diversity, a university, mm-hmm. and a university is premised on the idea that there's some things you you share, you have in common. Mm-hmm. You believe in reason. You believe in uh, texts. Mm-hmm. You believe in the importance of teaching. Mm-hmm. You believe in the authority of a teacher. You believe in the importance of certain ideas of formation, educational formation. Um, you believe in truth. These are the things that hold the university together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you let go of those things and you just focus on diversity, uh, the whole thing fragments. And I think you know, that what's happening in the university is happening in American culture. We don't emphasize the the uni anymore. You know, we've taken the uni out of the university. We've taken the uni out of the United States of America, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the United States mm-hmm. was based on, you know, where there's going to be an allegiance to the Constitution, the founding documents, the founding ideas, and we're going to press these on our people. 
Uh, but if you don't, the whole thing breaks down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So as a nation, we we understand the whole spectrum of changes as that we're experiencing. So, yeah, we're going to continue our discussion next week. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much for being with us. Great to be with you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you just so much for listening to our program with Dr. Donald Sweating. And we're going to further conversation about this matter that we're experiencing in the U.S. soil in the university. And thank you for listening yesterday, today, tomorrow. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Since 1979, TireRack.com has been helping people find the right tires for how, what, and where they drive. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Test results, ratings, and reviews are there to assist, or try the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. Tires ship fast and free to you or to one of over 10,000 recommended installers. In many areas, they offer mobile tire installation that comes to your home or office. Shop Pirelli tires at TireRack.com.